Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow pow pow! I'm Sandlane, so what? Welcome along, it's the uh, mailbag regular Delph, we might get into the mailbag, we might not, depends on if we get distracted or not, you know how this goes. First of all, uh, just a little follow up from yesterday's episode, where we did a a news without news at the end, and one of the headlines was a, a massive 10 and it was copyright sought for ex-soccer star's description of impressive genitalia. Hmm. Uh, the story is, the sub-headline is, Luis Roberto Alves, known as Zig, or it could be Zagwe, Z-A-G-U-E. I would say Zig, as in rhymes with Vig, but it's, you know, he's Mexican, so it could be Z- Zagwe, do you think? Any thoughts? Uh, say it again. Zig, Z-A-G-U-E. Zagway. Zagway. All right, that's better than Zagway. Can't be sure, but it could be, yeah. Right, well, a video in which former soccer star and current commentator Luis Roberto Alves is seen showing off his erect penis to a presumed lover was leaked online and circulated in June 2018. So far, so normal. Mm. Uh, Two months later, his brother lodged an application to trademark a word used by Zagway to describe the penis. And he says in the video... Look at how I have it hard for you. Look at how my dick is. And then he says, Impressionati. Now this is an apparently an intentional mispronunciation of the Spanish word impressionante. Which can be translated... Impressionante? Impressionante, yeah. I wouldn't try and impress your auntie with something like that, mate. Which can be translated into English as impressive, awesome and unbelievable, among other flattering adjectives. So his brother, not not the dick-waving footballer, his brother has tried to uh, get the copyright on the word impressionante. Mm. But that's just the same as the other one. Impressionante. I'm confused now because it looks like the same That's word. my what? cock word. That's no one else's cock word. What, one ends in E, one's in E, in an I. That, that claiming claiming uh, rights to a particular word or phrase. Yeah. I was talking about that at the weekend because the walk that I did in the Isle of Wight was called, it's called the Tennyson Way. Yeah. The Tennyson Trail. And it basically starts in the middle of the Isle of Wight and then it goes right to the, to the edge up where the needles are, right? And... Um, it's a, yeah, it's a nice walk. Goes through lots of different sorts of landscapes, but it was T- Tennyson. Uh, I think his name, full name, Ten- Dave Tennyson, right? Mm. The famous poet. And I thought, why does that come? Get this is just open land. It's a public yeah. pathway, right? This cunt has one day done a fucking long walk, right? An eight-hour walk from his rig in the yeah. middle of Isle of Wight, as most to, people would, yeah, uh, right. And then he's come back and he's gone, um, you ever walked from round here? He's been in his local, he's gone, you ever walked from here right up to the needles, up yeah. that path there? 
And people might have gone, uh, yeah. And he went, yeah, not the way I go. And they go, all right, whatever, why? That's my walk. And from henceforth, I want it to be... If anyone fucking walks that way, right, I want them to know that it's my fucking walk and it has my fucking name. And you're going, fuck's sake, mate. The chances that no one has walked that exact route before in all the fucking thousands of years that the Isle of Wight has been here, right, Mm. are pretty remote. No, I'm fucking telling you, I'm the first cunt to have done it. And I've done it more than once. And therefore, I want it to be called the Tennyson Trail. Tennyson Trail. But you know Fuck what it is? off. It, right. This, this is classic white male port privilege. Correct. Because he's got the, he's got the platform to be yeah. able to talk about this and to write about very, it. Which, he was like the Justin Bieber of his day, wasn't <clears throat> which, he? Yeah, which other ordinary folk haven't got. They don't have that platform. They don't have, you know, they don't have social media. They can't Instagram Name it. Maybe it's after me. Yeah. I'm the only one to have done it. Well, I'm the only one to have written about it. Yeah. And if you if you say you've done it, I'd like to see you prove it. Do you have it in writing anywhere? Have you written a poem? I think not. I have. Yeah. I went for a walk. That's what around it's and around. Yeah, you take your dog for a walk every day. I bet you've got a little route you like to do with the dog. You don't yeah, go around saying, of, yeah. "Oh, this is the Dawson Trail," do you? Yeah. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I will, because I've never seen anyone else follow it. Yeah, and you could start fucking taxing people for walking on it. Just I've suddenly ne- jump yeah. out from behind a tree where your dog go, Hey, mate, <clears throat> where are you going? Yeah, you know this is my trail, don't you? You've got to give us a quid for it if you're going to walk up here. I've never seen anyone follow that exact trail before that I do. So It's the Dawson Trail. And it's trail. got variants as well. Hang on, I've forgotten your dog's name again. Oscar. It's the fucking Oscar Trail. Yeah, no, it's, it's the Dawson Trail. It's All not right, the Oscar Dawson. Trail. Because okay. if I had another dog, I would do the same trail yeah, with it. It's true. not exclusive and to one, Oscar. One day Oscar might not be with us anymore. Yeah, exactly. And you'll probably replace him, you fucking know. Fucking won't, mate. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. There's no fucking way I'll get another dog. Hey, you know on uh, Friday, I think on Friday's episode, uh, or maybe it was... Well, maybe, hang on, maybe it's not an episode that hasn't gone out yet. But anyway, on mm. Friday, you and I were talking either on or off air about chips... Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was the I, Michael Owen episode. I think it will be on this tomorrow. week's Michael Owen one because but, we didn't we didn't have any Michael Owen in it. No. <laughs> but we were talking about chips, and I said to you, "I'm just off to the Isle of Wight now. As soon as we finish recording, I'm picking up my cousin from the station, and we're going to the Isle of Wight." Mm. And he's a, he's he, he like us is a big fan of '80s TV shows, mm-hmm. and he's something of an expert. So like the Glen A. Larsons of this world, the they're Glenn meeting a. Larson, to him. You could call it an oeuvre. Think they would yeah, call it, it's an it? yeah. And anyway, I said, oh, we're just talking about chips. But you've got some good chip stories. But you know st- the stories behind chips, yeah. right? And he, he, of course he did, but it wasn't the angle I was expecting. He went, yeah, I've got a lot of chip stories, but probably my favourite chip story. chip stories. And I'm like, He says right, all normal. Here we go. This is his <laughs> like, best like one. Like a normal man, yeah. He's going to hit me with his best one. Yeah. His best chips-related story was he reckons that he was watching Question of Sport in the eighties, right? As we Eric, did. Eric Bristow was one of the guests that week, right? right? And it was it was the round where it wasn't mystery guest where there's a video of them making a cup of tea and mm-hmm. you have to guess who it was, but yeah. it was similar. It's the round where there is a there is a Question of Sport logo. Mm-hmm. And each time you answer a question correctly, one square is removed. 
right to re- to re- like a bit like a reverse jigsaw it reveals like part of the picture exactly that Mr. right chips. Do, you me- Mr. do you remember chips it's all yeah. linked do you remember oh. this round in question of sport yeah. though yeah so they're all staring at it right bristow is probably fucking emlyn hughes or bill beaumont and some other cunt and they're all giving it like oh yeah is it alan sunderland or whatever whatever and uh, they're all having guesses apart from Bristow who hasn't said a word they're about three squares in and he hasn't said anything <laughs> right he's just squinting staring gawping like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on or where he is right then suddenly the four squares been removed and David Colville's gone and he guesses now and Bristow's gone ah it's John from Chips <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's gone what Anyway, it's John from Chips. Definitely John from Chips. And he's dead serious. And they're all like, no, that, no, it's not. And he went, it is. And they're like, no, it's, it's not, Eric. It can't be like that because this is question of sport, not question of teleprograms, right? And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have it. And he got really confused and then looked upset when, of course, it turned out not to be John from Chips. But he was so <laughs> delighted with himself. So, that uh, great little uh, Eric Bristow chips overlap story, yeah. Yeah, has he got any more question of sports stories, do you know? He, he will have, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. get him to text me some. Yeah, <laughs> great. In mm. case we're short of content. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Are we gonna, uh, are we gonna look at the mailbag and stuff for you? Got yeah, we've got a lot out? of uh, correspondence to get through. Lot of correspondence, yeah. Got any there? Do you want to start? I'm look. Well, someone sent in about some stolen milk on. Uh, on nextdoor.co.uk but um, I'm looking at it and someone's been replying and I'm not seeing a great deal there no <laughs> I've, I mean, got, I've got a great bullshit one thanks right. I mean, thanks you know whoever it was that sent it in Ian Ellis listen to this bullshit one right go on from Chris Hardy uh, afternoon, Andy Salmon, results spot. Yeah, don't fucking encourage results spot by acknowledging him. I've started from the beginning of TFTM currently up to Feb 2019, where bullshit stories are in their pomp. Well, I miss <laughs> those days, and I think it might be time for us to revive bullshit. Yeah. Because there are some of my favourite story- things that we've ever done. Um, I'm yet to find out if bullshit stories are still going. Well, not really, but I'm grateful, Chris, that you've revived Everything's them. always open. Isn't yeah, it? everything's and we never we never say stop apart from with the um sex unexpected fails. boobs and sex fails. We we <laughs> realised that that wrong. was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um got a very good bullshit from college. This was around eighteen years ago. Our school went into sick dorm, so a lot of us have been together a long time already. A bloke called Sam, who's a QPR fan, claimed that every weekend he would go to QPR home or away and would fight and murder opposition fans. <laughs> self-confessed murderer this was 2006 so he was claiming to be a 16 year old boy going to football and serially killing at least 20 fans at least 20 of whoever QPR were playing every weekend (laughs) fucking hell that is some that is a bold bullshit isn't it it is that's how was your how was your weekend ah it's alright I went Went out to the shops and then I watched a bit of football and then I yeah went to a party in the evening or yeah went went up the park and got a bit pissed. Right, okay, good. What about you? Ah, it was uh, QPR Wigan, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, away, went up to Wigan. What was it like? Nah, pretty boring game, nil nil after the game. Had a fight, killed twenty people. 
came home again. Sorry, what? Yeah, I've killed 20 people. <laughs> Why? Well, you know, football, isn't it? Football violence. Football <laughs> violence. Soccer casuals. That's what you do. Well, you never done that. <coughs> ah, you can't be proper into football then. Anyway, he says, I'm not sure what he is up to these days, but can only guess that he's still killing at least 20 people a weekend at football and has got away with it, as I've not heard he's in prison for being the UK's biggest killer, which mm. he definitely would be. I mean, if he was going home and away... So QPR yeah. in that period were probably down in the one of the lower divisions. So you're talking, let's say, 24 clubs. So you're playing 23 games home, 23 games away. It's 46 four, games a season. 46 times four, yeah. 20. Nine, 920. 920 murders on no, average. It's about 1,000 a year, give or take. Per, yeah, it's a thou- that's impressive. And once you get Football's the biggest it, killer. Once you get a thirst for it, you don't want to stop either, do you? So you probably, you have stopped. No. Unless he's met a nice girl and settled down, she's asked him to stop. It's just, uh, I just yeah, want maybe. you to stop the killing. Yeah. Wind it down, because we're going to have kids soon. <laughs> Scale it and back a little I'm wor- bit. I'm worried about them, you know, not respecting you. Yeah. yeah. I've had another look at that thing from next nextdoor.co.uk that was sent yeah. in by Ian Ellis, and it's, it's a series of messages on there by someone called Rocky Ahmed. Oh, uh, one cool of them- name. Yeah, isn't it? One of them I'll read out to good and he's, he's headlined it. I experienced a nightmare after carbon monoxide inhalation. And Rocky Ahmed has posted, Last Saturday night, I was reheating my food. Unfortunately, by mistake, slow cooking was on and fall asleep. Next morning, about nine o'clock, I saw the disaster happening. My cooking pot burning into tar. <laughs> I, opened, <laughs> I opened windows a bit, chucked my cooking pot. <laughs> but a bit strong smell, so we thought it was fine. Sunday night, we received carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Me and my two kids, we started vomiting. I reopened window and kitchen exhaust at full blast. How we survived and learned a lesson. I need to install carbon monoxide detection now, I realise. We found the smoke was deposited at the landing, so I was concerned about my four-year-old baby. <laughs> Luckily, he was unharmed because of little height of him. <laughs> Thanks, uh. God. <laughs> Next morning, we open all doors, windows to clear out the fume. <laughs> the fume. That's Rocky Ahmed. Um, we've had a great uh, little note. I love it when people find things from their youth. Uh, mm. Funny little drawings or projects they did. You know, like we've done a bit of that with the old football teams that we used to invent in our heads and stuff like that. Craig Gilmore has sent in... I'll stick it in the newsletter because it's more of a visual thing, but I'll read it anyway. My dad found my news jotter. Ooh, news jotter! (laughs) All right, Lampard. Father, where's my news jotter? Not a pad, it's a news jotter. My dad found my news jotter from primary two. Ooh, primary two. <laughs> primary two. What the fuck's that? <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. What is primary two? Fuck knows. I don't know your news jotter from primary two. Is this? Have you sent this from space? <laughs> so from the future? Yeah. My news jotter from primary two. <laughs> right. My dad found my news jotter from primary two. In amongst pictures of Star Wars toys, Hornby hmm. trains... And football was what's in the picture I have attached. And he writes, what an evening the 17th of May 1988 was. Mm. Look, right, so I've clicked on the attachment and it, it's really legit because it's an old grubby faded piece of paper. 
and written in very, very childish handwriting <laughs> in pencil. Right? right. And I've had to zoom right in to see what it says. And at the top, it just says the vote is 18 o'clock, 1800. Fine. Right. Fuck knows what that refers to. Right. But then underneath, I've zoomed right in, thinking, what's it say here? And the only other thing written on this piece of paper in the news jotter is, I was watching Alvida's own pet last night. Mm, good. And then a teacher next to it has just drawn a tick. <laughs> well done. Well done, son. Yeah. Well well done, Craig Gilmore. Yeah. Well done. I was watching I was watching Alvida's own pet last night. Good. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you were that young, I don't know. There's some storylines in Alvida's Lane Pet, especially with what's-his-name, the one who can't stop fucking having it off with birds, the cocky Win. one. Yeah. I don't think it's that appropriate for a young nah, kid. I mean, I would. I used to watch it when I was, like, I must have been 10 or 11 when it came out. Mm. And I used to watch it with my mum and dad every, every Friday night when it was on. And we sometimes, were... Sometimes you'd see some knockers because they'd be in a strip club. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I suppose you were exposed to more... Stuff like that, but I now I'm a father, I'm a little bit more sensitive to what I expose the kids to. Jalapeno. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Last night we were watching, we, uh, we decided to, I wanted, well, I wanted to watch a James Bond film. And they're a bit, sometimes they're into James Bond, sometimes they're not. So I said, what we'll do is we'll put on a more modern one because they don't like the 60s and 70s one. It weirds them out, right? Yeah. So I said, all right, we'll put on a Pierce Brosnan one, but not Goldeneye. Because, of course, basically Pierce Brosnan did a good one, which was Goldeneye, and then the others were a bit shit. So we put on this one. um, I can't remember if it was Tomorrow Never Dies or The World Is Not Enough, but it's the one with Jonathan Price. And he plays basically a mad camp version of Rupert Murdoch. Right. And he's the baddie. And he's a media impresario. And what he's doing, he's making the news, right? Yeah. He's making the news. And Bond's fucking is bang on to him. So it's a little bit like Succession mixed with James Bond. Yeah. And there's good things about it. Like, not least, because I'd forgotten how fit Terry Hatcher was back in those days. My God. She plays his missus, but she's not in it long. Because um, she has it off with Bond, and as a result, Jonathan Price, Jonathan Price has her immediately killed. His own wife. Oh. Unbelievable, really. He wouldn't but have anyway. done that with Wendy Deng, would he? No. Have <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Deng killed. She's had it off with who? Have Tony Blair. No, why? And have him killed as well. Are you sure, Mr Murdoch? Yes, I'm fucking sure. What would you do if your missus 
was having it off with a former Prime Minister of the UK. <laughs> have her killed and have her killed now. And also, get me the number of Jerry Hall. <laughs> I'm feeling frisky. <laughs> I've got to get a replacement. Um, <laughs> and he's going to be Jerry Hall. He's leafing through a 25-year-old th- copy of The Sun. Yeah. This one will he's, do. Jerry he, Hall. He's like, who's the most sexiest model in the whole world? Jerry Hall. <laughs> Still. Get, get her on line two. <laughs> anyway, in it, uh, Bond is... He's just seduced Terry Hatcher. Yeah. And uh, Pierce Brosnan has, is undoing her dress. And it's she's shot from behind. And her dress... And I'm, it's, you know, always awkward when both your kids are there. Yeah. Like, my daughter's old enough to know what's going on. And it's just like, oh, God, this is so weird watching this with my parents. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. And Len is at the age where he sort of suddenly finds anything to do with what you might call kissing and cuddling yeah fucking hilarious right <laughs> before he hated it but now he's just recently got to say where he finds it really funny right <laughs> and so there's this shot and bond undoes the zip and her dress effortlessly just falls off her shoulders right to reveal that she is in stockings and suspenders and a pair of black knickers and you just see her back right so you see her yeah. ass and uh i'm gonna watch this later on yeah len is pissing himself laughing and goes goes to my wife, what what are they doing, knowing full well? And she goes, they're having a kiss. And he goes, <laughs> he looks at her and he goes, have you ever done that? And she goes, <laughs> done what? And he goes, she goes, I've never kissed, I've never kissed James Bond in my knickers, if that's what you mean. And he just laughs. Then he looks at me. My daughter has got so awkward about the whole thing that she's, buried her head in a pillow and Len oh, goes God. Len goes to her, you ever kissed dad in your knickers <laughs> <laughs> With a massive big grin on his face <laughs> yeah fucking chance to be a fine thing I've maybe got- many moons ago son <laughs> I've got uh-huh. a question for you darling <laughs> <laughs> ever kissed him in your knickers have you <laughs> Unbelievable scenes, but yeah. actually, it's quite a good film. Beautiful family moments, isn't it? Yeah, it was nice. Oh, I never dies, I believe it was. I'm just looking. Yep, I found the scene on uh, YouTube. <laughs> Funnily enough, I remember that at the time Terry Hatcher was cast as the main uh, Bond girl. Yeah, and uh, or not the main one because there's that other actress in it as well who plays the Chinese super spy. But anyway. Terry Hatcher was casting, and at the time she was very big news, wasn't she? Because she was in that Superman series and stuff. And yeah, Desperate um, Housewives. I think it was pre-Desperate Housewives, maybe. But anyway, she was casting it, and everyone was excited. And then she's fucking, she's stitched up old Cubby Broccoli, hasn't she? He must have been fuming, because it turned out she was heavily pregnant, but she hadn't told him. And so right. she's tur- she's turned up on the set for a sexy scene. Yeah. And she's got a, a bump, which, right. by the way, before anyone writes in, that, yes, that is the patriarchy. Why shouldn't a leading lady be pregnant? It is disgusting that that would count against her. But whatever, whatever. This was, Why just, don't blame us. to be pregnant? Do you know what I mean? It's precisely. But anyway, um, they've gone, oh, no. 
So in the end, they I think they cut her out because she goes quite early in the film. Um, <laughs> and and the scene, and I remembered when they shot her from behind for the sex scene and the dress falls down, I, I remember reading, I must have been following it well closely. It's like, oh, fucking hell, I'm just going to do some more research on Terry Atch's appearance in the forthcoming <laughs> Bond movie. See if I can get any more tidbits. <laughs> right. <laughs> And the reason they did that particular shot, the shot that kind of, you know, uh, Len found so fascinating, mm. is that because she was pregnant, they just had to shoot her from behind with a body double. Right. Um, and, and then after that, next scene, she's dead. Uh, yeah. and, the re- and all the other shots are just her from the shoulders up because look, she look was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, exactly, because her hell. face didn't look pregnant. <laughs> How did we get onto that? <laughs> Uh, oh, I think it was about it. inappropriate things because in the mailbag someone said, that, and we said how oh. oh, there was sometimes knockers in our beta saying pet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've got I've got a good one here from. This is an excellent title. So John mm. Cosmo strikes again slash murder house ghost advice. Yeah, plenty there for you. Here we go. Good. Says prefer if you didn't say my name. Oh well. Um, I'll bleep them out then. I'll bleep your name out, mate. Um, he says, you may have noticed my email address contains the number 151. No, we have, didn't notice. No, I don't fucking look at your email address. Yeah. He says, I've had this email since I was 13 and I'm now 31. I've recently joined a police service and have been allocated a shoulder number, the first three numbers of four being 151. Get mm. to my station after finishing training and what number is my locker? That's right, it's 151. Nobody else's shoulder number corresponds with their locker, and I even checked with the guy who sorted the lockers as to whether it was connected. This is good policing, this, isn't it? Good good. policing from him. Mm. Yeah, instead of being out there catching criminals and stopping QPR fans from fucking murdering people every weekend. There is a QPR fan who has been on the loose for close to 20 years, murdering 20 people every every single weekend. weekend, and sometimes midweek, right? And if QPR have a cut run, which we'd forgot to factor in, yeah. that could up the fucking death rate by plus, uh, up to 100 people. Plus pre-season friendlies as well. Exactly. Right. And this cunt has been operating right under your nose, right, <clears throat> for all this time. And you're busy fucking looking at for s- signals from the cosmos. Ridiculous. And uh, 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 don't check in with the, the guy who sorts the lockers. Yeah. In the police station. Fucking hell. He says, I even checked with the guy who sorted the lockers as to whether it was connected. And he said he doesn't know the numbers in advance. He just allocates names to empty lockers. Although thinking about say. it, he said he did look a bit like Sir John God. Fine. Mm. Um, so I think that's John Cosmos very much at work, isn't it? You can't deny that. There is... I don't know. I think that I personally have certain numbers or a certain number in particular that has always recurred in my life. Really? And it used to bother me because there were so many people who lived at this particular house number mm. in my life. And there, and it would just pop up all the time. I mean, I'll say it because I don't use it for any security purposes, believe it or not. But right. it, was, it was the number 32. Okay. And the number 32, like, my i remember my aunt lived at 32 my um my uh you know my mate lived at 32 then when i you know i went to university we rented a house it was number 30 it was fucking 32 and it still happens to this day and i've just started to ignore it because i'm like again fucking 32 32, normal 
boring. Rearing I'm just like, head. all right, mate. Yeah. All right, yeah. mate. Me again. It's me again. You, Thirty-two. Have, right. have you got? Have you got a number in your a recurring number I'm in to think. Dawson's life? I don't think I have. So John Cosmos tends to um, tends to fuck with me in car parks, whereby if I'm mm-hmm. getting out of a car or returning to my car, somebody in the car adjacent will be doing something. They'll either be arriving or leaving. And it happened again last week. I was in Sheffield. I was on the seventh floor of a multi-storey car park in Sheffield. And I got into the lift to go back to the car and a couple stood next to me. They got in the lift as well. Mm. Both went up to the seventh floor and then we both went to adjacent cars. What are the fucking odds of that? Do you think they wanted to involve you in their sex life? I think they did, yeah. And you know what? They did. And it was wonderful. Oh, that's lovely, mate. We all went up to the rooftop and had it off. Yeah. Yeah. A threesome on a Sheffield fucking car yeah. park rooftop so doesn't that, get much that better than that. happens a lot. If I get back to the car in the car park, there'll be loads of empty cars everywhere, nothing going on, and some cunt will be in the car next to me, either getting in or getting out or whatever. I bet that pisses you off as well. No, I'm used to it. It's like you and 32. Yeah, just it's like, like oh, here we are again. Yeah. Once upon a time, this would have pissed me off. Now I just yeah. accept it as part of the cosmos's mysterious ways. Well, I was telling the couple while we were having it off. I was talking them through it <laughs> while we were doing it. That's so, good you know. sex talk, that is. That's yeah, good pillow talk. So. That gets it people definitely hot. Pro- definitely prolonged things, put it that way. Um, I was... Last week I was out at the pub. Uh, I was having a Breveria 0%. Nice. With, with the popular indie disc jockey, Steve Lamack. Were you? And Steve Lamack... Yeah, That's I was. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Just uh, having a pint with Steve Lamack. And it was it was just before his show, yeah. and we were chatting about the sort of things that he does as calling subjects for his listeners, mm-hmm. and he he does really good ones. And we were talking about cosmos and numbers, mm. and we were talking. He said, "What is the best track on an album? I.e., what number track?" And he mm. everyone's got an opinion. I thought Dawson will have an opinion on this. What number track is always the best track? I haven't got an opinion, but my brother had an opinion about this, and I think he said track 10 is always good. Apparently the most popular choice, Mm -hmm. the most popular choice that most people agree on, including Lamac, who you'd think is a leading authority. He's heard some albums, hasn't he? Oh, not half. Number Track number seven. Really? Track number seven is the most popular. And I always said it was track number six. And I was like, I thought this was a Cosmos thing. I went, I always thought it was track number six. And I thought it was the Cosmos. I thought it was just me personal, my personal taste. It just happened that that always the track at number six was my favourite track on the album. And he went, yeah, but there is a rationale to it. He said, because, you know, you were probably buying, your probably album buying heyday was... Track six would be the first track on side two, wouldn't it? Exactly. But, But that wouldn't have occurred to me because I was buying CDs. Mm. My album buying heyday would have been CDs, right? Yeah. And when it's CDs, you don't realise side A, side B. So all you do is you see, ah, um, track six, always the best track. Mm. But of course, they they still record these things with vinyl in mind. Yeah, sequencing, And yeah. it's normal for them to start side B with a really good track. With a so. strong one, yeah. So it may not be the Cosmos. It may just be record label executives. Yeah. Something to think about. Then part two of uh, 
uh, email says, Secondly, I'm looking for some advice from you both. I've recently moved into a house of which the last tenancy ended with the murder of one of the tenants and the arrest of the other. Probably got it cheap. Uh. Probably got it cheap, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Plus he's in the crime game, so he probably got it through a connection. They probably sell off murder houses cheap through the police stations. Murder house auction. They do it every month. Yeah, the police station. It's like the car auctions. There's a murder house quite near me. I'll get to that in a minute. Well, there's uh, one near on, me, isn't there? Well, exactly, yeah. I was going to get, get an update from you. Based on your mm. experience of ghosts and the ghost literature in your position, is there anything I can do to avoid a haunting? Nah, mm, not really. If you're no. going to get haunted, you're going to get haunted. There's not. There's not. Nah. But that's... You just have to accept that. That's like yeah. when you buy a house, anyone, anyone, when they buy a property, you're never. it's never going to be perfect, and you make compromises. So you think, well, you know, the garden's not quite what i'd want it's not mm. quite big enough but it does have two nice sized bathrooms mm. you know or some something like that there's always a compromise the and in garden, your case it's like the garden had a corpse dug up from yeah, it yeah you're like this is a nice house it's got everything i'm looking for now it's got a lovely roof right this is a good rig unfortunately it does come with a ghost like the estate agent will often say um any other questions oh i should say this does have two ghosts haunting it will that be a problem <laughs> And then you and your wife look at each other and go, no, no, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> not a problem. It's not a problem yeah. for us if it's not Certainly. a problem for you. I think we can live with that. <laughs> and often, if you get a professional survey done, not just the bank survey, you get a professional survey, which one, you? I yeah. would always recommend getting yeah. a professional survey. Most surveyors, you can get, you know, like Santander will do you a survey or whatever. Mortgage lenders do it, but there's professional organisations. They will usually, if you pay for the top platinum survey, they will mm. also um, look for ghosts. Yeah, they will. They'll, they'll find and them it, it's well. not a deal breaker. Most mortgage l- lenders won't make it a deal breaker. No. They'll alert you to it, and it may increase your home insurance premium, but that's it. And you might be able to knock a bit off the selling price as well. So in some, well, some ways, found- it's good. It's good yeah. in that sense. You go, oh, we've discovered you've got a couple of ghosts, so can, we do, can you do it for £50,000 less? I think what Mitty Boy here needs to do is he needs to put the, the number 151 up around the house because it seems yeah. to have been his lucky that number. That might see the cunt off. And it might yeah. see the cunt off, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. quite obvious, I think, but do that. Yeah, get the 151 up. Yeah, we had a, we had a um, not too far away from here, we had a murder-suicide last week. A murder-suicide? What, someone murdered and then a killed s- themselves? Yeah, a son murdered his mother and then killed himself. Oh, my God. So that's quite grim. So I've that's seen quite a lot of... Um, quite grim, yeah. Yeah, quite grim. I think that goes down as a quite grim. Quite grim, yeah. Ah. It's an eight, it's an eight uh. at least on the grim scale. <laughs> We're going to do a grim scale for tragedies that we've yeah. read about in the news. Yeah, that I'm goes down that as a eight. quite grim. Well, if that's quite grim, I fucking don't want to hear <laughs> what the very fucking grim is. Well, it's like the chip shops in the north and the south. Isn't it? Yeah, different, exactly. Different Gr- ratings. Grim is different, different fucking meaning up there. So there was um so there's lots of police cars and ambulances and activities and all that sort of thing going on. And then as if by magic the estate horse turned up. Remember the horse I told you about the trots. Oh yeah, the estate horse. Yeah. And yeah. I just I just sat back with my hands behind my head like I've got right now and I just thought, it's all going on round here. Yeah. Brilliant. Murder you could just suicide. sit at your window like what's his name in rear window and yeah. just watch the fucking lot it's going on. Rear rear window. You, you don't even need a telly. I tell it's all going Who on. Who needs here. the fucking internet when you got this shit going on in your own rig? I turned to Oscar says, Hey, it's all going on round here, Oscar, and he looked up and he went, It sure is. 
<laughs> and then you both freeze framed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it where... said, this has been a Glen A. Larson production. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we're going to end this episode of Top Flight Time Machine. Because there's no more to be said. No. Right. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with the yeah, the Owen Odyssey for IFS consumers tomorrow. Yeah. Which is mostly about Glen A. Larson TV shows. So that's look forward right. to that. Uh, Until then, keep it canty. Yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.